0: Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.
1: In the headlines in today's Herald, Panayotu to testify against alleged middleman in Jade Hit. Exactly four years after he was convicted of his wife's murder, Christopher Panayotu has emerged as a key state witness set to testify against the man who allegedly helped him arrange the hit. Also off the front page of today's Herald, Cue the Kingmakers, With no outright winner likely in bay, coalition horse trading is set to kick in. As an outright win for the ANC and DA continued to slip away last night, the smaller parties were already clamouring for kingmaker status, listing demands before jumping into a coalition. Those are the headlines in today's Herald. For these and more on other stories, go to heraldlive.co.za.
0: Each one of us has a story to tell, and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates, and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you.
1: So yesterday we had the highly unusual situation at a voting station in Nelson Mandela Bay of Helen Ziller of the Democratic Alliance being led away by police and security officials from the voting station as a result of what they claimed was interference with voters who were waiting in line to vote. She has, in turn, alleged that she was manhandled. She has laid a charge against the police involved and also alleged that a cell phone was removed from her and her partner's presence. Now, joining us to comment on this and the election state in general, we have the RTT coordinator for the ANC, Mr. Luyola Nkakula. Mr. Kakula, your comments firstly on what happened at the voting station. I believe it was in Bethelstorp.
2: Yes, this happened in Bethelstorp in Ward 35 uh, at the Chetty voting station. Well, we got to witness hooliganism by Ms. Zilla, well, which basically undermines our constitutional democracy because Ms. Zilla was directly calling presiding officers, Darren, and this is very unheard of of a national leader to call presiding officers in a voting station, intimidating them and threatening them to an extent of her going inside the actual voting station and campaigning in the queues. This is prohibited by the act. Um, This is against the law. She did not just stop there; She went further to actually enter physically inside the voting station. She was requested by the by the presiding officer to provide a form which proves that she's a party agent because not just anyone can enter a voting station and she failed to do this she went on and continued to insult and intimidate the presiding officer up until there had been intervention from saps so as to eject her from that particular space now as the african national congress who have since laid, An objection or a formal complaint because her conduct is against section 39 form in the electoral act which basically stipulates that each and every political party is entitled to appoint party agents then should a issue arise in a voting station it must be those party agents in the voting station which raise such issues with the presiding officer or escalate them to their MPLC members then there is a particular process which then ensues thereafter so 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 what we've seen basically is the arrogance of the democratic alliance uh, and i think Silla's behavior is basically reminiscent of that or reflects that particular arrogance whereby they think they're entitled to just intimidate anyone they think they're entitled to break the law so 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 darren in essence that is what transpired we have laid that formal objection as the african national congress and we're just waiting for the IEC to make a determination around Miss Zilla's behaviour, which is well documented, on social media platforms and on many other platforms.
1: Obviously, there are two sides to every story. And Mozilla Zilla alleges that the arrogance and that an unhelpful attitude was experienced from the electoral officer and from the officials at the voting station and as a result that led to tensions escalating she also alleges that the police officer manhandled her from the voting station and that a cell phone was removed do you know anything about this
2: well darren i think what Silla is saying is pure fabrication and lies The DA had party agents at the voting station. What Ms. Zilla fails to do is to say that whether their party agents, for instance, raised the question of the queue. She does not say that, and the DA does not say that. It does not then empower her, whatever challenge there may be at a voting station to break the electoral act and go there herself physically if she is not a party agent. Number two, she would have to qualify what she means by the arrogance of the presiding officer. Because again, what she fails to clarify is whether their party agents inside the voting station had raised issues which might relate to the arrogance or any other type of behavior by the presiding officer. But this is a case of Ms. Zilla and the DA being caught with their pants down, and they're just trying to spin this. Of course, even as the ANC we were frustrated across various voting stations around the pace at which the IEC was processing voters per hour, because they were supposed to process voters at about 75 voters per hour. And there were times whereby they would process at 40, 50, or even 60, but not hitting the 75 mark. But despite whatever frustrations and challenges which we had, we would raise whatever challenges and frustrations which we have through the proper due process. So it does not justify that type of a behavior. But as well, Ms. Zilla was breaking the law. I am of the view that she was treated like the criminal that she is. And that in my view, I see nothing wrong with how the police have interacted uh, with that particular situation. Well, it is for those who authorities um, to make a determination around that I'm not empowered. But what I saw was criminal conduct and breaking of the law. And I saw basically a person being apprehended in a way which was appropriate.
1: Miss Zilla has on her Facebook page uh, detailed the events as she sees them happening or as she saw them happening during the course of the day. And she mentions many of the events that you have, including the length of the voting lines and the speed at which they were being processed. I would suggest that anyone who would like to know the full details of her side of the story to be able to go to her Facebook page. Do you have such details on your Facebook page that folk can peruse?
2: Yes, um, we have issued a statement uh, on our Facebook page as the ANC North Mandela region. Um, So if people just follow that page, they should be able to see how we pronounce ourselves on this particular matter and what transpired, as well as the ANC Eastern Cape Facebook page. So we are uh, accessible on social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter as well whereby we will pronounce on what happened and um, in basically stating what our position is in a comprehensive
1: manner. We will watch with interest what happens around this highly unusual development at a voting station yesterday during the local municipal elections in Nelson Mandela Bay. Mr. Liola Nkakula from the ANC, thank you very much for joining us today. Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann, joined now by the lady who was at the center of yesterday's furore at a voting station in Nelson Mandela Bay during the course of the local government elections. She has laid a charge with the police regarding manhandling and the removal of a cell phone from the property of herself and her partner. Meanwhile, the ANC have come out and said she has breached the electoral code and they've also called her a criminal. Helen Ziller, thank you for joining us. I know you've posted a detailed account of the incident on your Facebook page. Would you share with our listeners what transpired?
0: It was the uh, election day when the IEC system was really really failing that queues of up to five six hours were forming and people were understandably very very agitated and wanted to leave because they couldn't spend an entire day standing in the very strong wind conditions that prevailed on the 1st of November in Nelson Mandela Bay so I as I've always done in elections walked up and down the queue saying to people thank you for coming Please stay and exercise your vote.
1: This is not in breach of any electoral uh, regulations?
0: Not at all. I've done it in every single election. You don't canvas. You don't say, please go and vote for the DA when you get inside there. Not at all. You don't ever dare say that. But I didn't. I walked up and down the queue and I said, please don't go home. I know you're waiting for a very long time. Please be patient. It is very important to cast your vote.
1: And your impressions of the IEC officials that were monitoring the elections?
0: My impression at the one voting station, I can't generalise, but at Ferndale Park Primary School, my impression was the ANC outside was working with the IEC officials inside. So the ANC monitors outside were working with the IEC officials inside. And when I looked on the presiding officer's website, I found her resplendent in ANC colors and in mid-speech. And then I posted that on my Facebook page as well. So you can go and take a look at it there. You will see that she's fully ANC, calling everybody comrades, and that's how she behaved. Not like a public servant assisting the public, facilitating the movement of the queue, but doing everything she could to impose non-existent rules, officious, arrogant, unlistening, unfacilitative, and cooperating with the ANC. And if anybody violated electoral rules, it was her.
1: Which stage and where exactly was it that you were arrested and manhandled by the South African police?
0: Well, when I walked up and down the queue saying to people, please stay, please don't go home. Thank you very much for coming out to vote. A and C accused me of, um, of canvassing in the queue. I said I was not canvassing in the queue, I was asking people to stay. And that's a very different thing. And then I went in to talk to the presiding officer that I'd asked previously if she could divide the queue. Because at some other voting stations where there was a very long queue, they had divided the queue. And it was a very sensible thing to do to divide the queue because then obviously you halve the time where people have to stand in line. And if you halve the queue on an alphabetical basis, as it did, for example, at Wunderwurmen's voting station. Of course, nothing had happened four hours later. I went in and checked that again. And she, she accused me immediately of canvassing in the queue because she'd obviously heard that from the ANC. And I said, I was not canvassing in the queue. I was asking people to stay and not leave because of the length of the queue. And then a policeman came and said, you're going to leave these premises. And I said, I'm not. I have authorization to be here. I showed him my authorization. He wasn't in the least bit interested. He grabbed me by the scruff of my neck, turned me round, stuck his very burly arm over my shoulder, grabbed my other arm and frog marched me out. And I thought he's got absolutely no right to do this. I have an authorization to be here. There's no attitude of help or support or anything else from the IEC officials here. They are behaving like demigods who are imposing their will and not in any way facilitating any kind of smooth and easy access to the voting system. The voters are supposed to be the kings in this place not the presiding officer who's supposed to support and help the voters, not the other way around. And I thought, to hell with this, I'm not going to be treated like this in the new South Africa. Anyway, I asked my assistant please to to video what was going on. When the police saw that it was being videoed, he absolutely lunged over me, nearly bent me over double, and grabbed my assistant's phone. But she was very clever. She had my phone and her phone in her hand. So she put forward her phone, in the, in the wink of an eye, she put forward her phone, and he grabbed the wrong phone. And so she still had the phone with the video on it.
1: And you have laid charges against the officer in question.
0: Yes, I have. He's a warrant officer, Abe Wurter, and I laid a charge at the Bethelstor police station.
1: Your comments on the ANC referring to you as a criminal and saying that you breached electoral code?
0: That's just a joke. That's just a joke. But it's typical ANC um, lies. I mean, the ANC lies all the time. So why uh, should we expect it to be anything different this time?
1: It's early days yet, but thoughts on the electoral numbers as the counting has gone along so far?
0: Well, as we have said, it's neck and neck between the DA and the ANC and Nelson Mandela Bay. We've always said it was. Unfortunately, the ANC got a lot of their voters out in the Nucha constituency in, um, in New Brighton, in Motherwell, in a whole range of places. The ANC got a lot of its voters out, and therefore no party is going to get above 50%, as we were hoping to, and the future of Nelson Mandela Bay is very, very, very much in the balance, and my heart bleeds for what lies ahead.
1: So we're looking at coalition politics once again.
0: Either coalition politics or minority government, whichever turns out.
1: Ellen, thank you very much for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. We trust you have a good day and a good stay in our city.
0: Thank you. I love your city. I absolutely love your city. That's why it breaks my heart that uh, we couldn't get that 50% plus one. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.